Don't or, you hate it when the Kleenex is supposed to come out, but it doesn't? Yes. What? Pet peeve. Well, what, what were you going to say about Rory, Joe? <clears throat> well, he's livid. I mean, one of the big things they have to fix is, okay, how are you letting Dustin Johnson rejoin us after he's pocketed $150 million well, to defect, and then now we're letting the defectors back in? Well, Monahan's the one that folded. Monahan uh, probably should lose his job. But he won't. No. And then if it's all air of money behind this, I have no interest. They've lost me. This is ridiculous. Okay, but what about the fact that this country buys oil from the Saudis? That, that, was, that was my point yesterday. We don't that, need to, but we do. Actually, we, we kind of do, don't we? Well, we do because we, we have the wrong people running the country. But that was my point yesterday is how far will they take this? There, there could be stipulations. That's... But for the Saudis to spend this kind of coin on re- the player recruitment and everything else, it, it, are they going to make this money back? Because my guess would be they're not going to. Here's the biggest they question care. that we don't know. What's that, Joe? What's this going to be called? Question of the day? Question of the day. Is? What is this going to be called? Or? It's going to be golf, G-U-L-F. Yes. That'd be golf. <laughs> yeah, they're changing it to golf. Like the golf. They have big clown noses and stuff on the putting green. Man alive. I mean... And these Canadians got to put out those fires. I'll yeah, say. I, this is... Did you see the footage from the Yankee game last night? No. It, it looked as if it was a heavy rainstorm really? above Yankee Stadium, and it was the, the smoke. Could you see it on the field? Because New York, Joe, is right below. <clears throat> is it near Canada? Yes. But it was it was haunting almost. But that wasn't that way in Tampa. They got a roof. And they're not near Canada. That's right. How about Teresa Skelrud? Wow. I didn't know her. How old was she? Well, I didn't know her either, but I knew Mike. Um probably in her late fifties. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Late fifties. Yeah. Did you get that email, Kenny? Yeah, I sure did. Uh, I never met her, though. Um, but nice gal. South St. Paul gal. Yeah, it's devastating news. What's he doing for a living? Mm. Last I heard, he was selling... Didn't he come to an event? He's still, he's a huge fan. He's a big listener. But didn't he come to... Was it Tattersall? Wasn't he there? I don't remember. Oh, really? I he was I... doing uh, life insurance for the Lutheran, uh, whatever that one is. Lutheran Financial Planning. You should text text our mole mm-hmm. and just say every day Joe writes down Clee Swee on his show notes. No pressure, but we're counting on uh, something. He'll probably think, "Well, why don't you make the call?" I, well, mm, he's better connected. He's such an insider. Every day Joe writes down Clee Swee on his show notes. And it's K L E E. No, K L E S W E E. Did you happen to see the story about the guy that fired three shots in the Mall of America? I did not. Where is that? B one. 
he uh, has a long history of gun charges, and uh, he pleaded and got off with a slap on the hand. Looks like it was in the lower right corner of B1. Rook, at some point, I go, I'm go. i going to need Minnesota Masonic and Escape. Gotcha. <sighs> All right. Oh, wait, that's right. I need to grab that thing. The mole says, will do. We are checking. He's a juvenile, which makes it hard to follow. Oh, sure. Right back. Thank you. No, it's, it's thanks, brah. Okay. Oh, my God. Keith Elson. <laughs> Keith Elson. 19 hours ago. Getting to the heart of what's plaguing the state of Minnesota. What is it? Are you ready? I am. Hefty and Walmart sell recycling bags that are not recyclable. No. Worse, Joe. Nothing you put in them can be recycled. No. They put profits ahead of our environment and the law. I cannot and will not tolerate this kind of deceptive marketing, so I'm suing them to stop. You don't tell me. I want you to bring that up on are the show. Are you effing kidding me, Keith? Bring that up. I want you to repeat that. Let me see if there's a... Uh, Oh, I have the whole lawsuit right here. Okay, Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> wow. What a... Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. I can't take it anymore. How are we supposed to be serious? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden All Stores. Right. Joe, you ready? <clears throat> are you ready? Joe? I'm sad because Kenny blew me out of the water with this UFO thing. Shoot. What happened? What did I miss? Oh. And he says it's bunk. Oh. Fratelloni's oh. Hardware. Joe? What? Let's do this. Oh, this thing is old. Okay, you ready? Yep. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1092, June 7th, 2023. 103 degrees on this day in 2011. Toast. And 35 degrees on this day. In 1998, man, 111. That's some swimming. No, 103 in 2011. They both would be pretty. That's some swimming yeah. weather. So I hope you've gotten in contact with Aquaside. They'll keep your beach free of weeds and algae and all the crud for as long as you need a good-looking beachfront. They've been doing it for more than 60 years. Their products are made in White Bear Lake. They're easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the authorities. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. Tell them what you're looking at, what you think the problem is. They'll help you understand it. They'll identify the weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 
328-9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Not only do we have Canadian forest fires. Oh my God, stop. Affecting the air quality in the United States. I have news from the official GL geologist, Stacy, that mother's rumbling in Kilauea is erupting. Is that how you say it? Kilauea? Is that Hawaii? Yes. Oh. Uh, There's a volcano alert level warning. It used to be a watch. Now it's a warning. Is it Maui? Kilauea is erupting at approximately 4.40 a.m. HST. How do you spell Kilauea? What's that? Hawaiian Standard Time? On June 7th today, the USGS Hawaiian Volcano Observatory... Detected glow in Kilauea Summit webcam images indicating that an eruption has commenced within Halamauma'u crater. It's on the big island. Not even close. (laughs) Halamauma'u. There you go. Uh, A crater in Kilauea Summit Caldera. Okay. Melakalikimaka. Makawukawaka. The open... Well, that's uh, it's dynamic and uh, it's erupting, and so now we have uh, forest fire smoke. And oh, now we'll have. I think I found a webcam. Yeah. And, and no. I, really? Just and, enter Kilauea webcam. Uh, southeast cor- shore of Big Island. Okay. Where's the? Uh, I'm here in tiny bubbles. Where is the Olson Estate? I don't think that's on the Big Island, is it? No, well, we're on uh, Maui. Excuse no, me. West side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, thank you, uh, Stacy. Uh, so we've got, you know, you got mother, you know, you got your mother, Mama. Mama is. Uh, Mama. She's getting warm down Acting there in that up area, all yeah. over the place, <laughs> yeah. getting hot. Kenny, is yours on YouTube? Is that the one you found? I'm uh, still. Because I have a Kilauea volcano live stream on the YouTube, and this looks like it's current. Joe, you might have made a mistake bringing this yep, up. Yep, you think sure you've, did. Uh, you've lost Kenny for the day. Okay. Look Why? at that Suchi boy. Isn't that cool? Well, you know, I've seen those before. You've seen you one. You've seen, you've seen one. You've seen them all. You are so. It's just stuff pouring out of it, right? That's it. Hot yeah. lava. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You play the game when you were a kid. Don't step on the hot lava. That's right. You know? <laughs> now it's real. Flew over Phoenix once. Yeah, I've been to Phoenix. Nothing. Uh, I've seen that place. GLers, I will it. post this with the Daily Show page at garagelogic.com because this is pretty cool. And I'm with how Ken. come? How come? Yeah. The news. If I've missed it, I apologize if I've missed it. The news will certainly uh, go out of its not go out of its way. Will urgently tell us every night that Canadian forests are facing unprecedented blazes. Yes. How come we never see any footage of it? I don't know. I'm wondering oh, the same thing. Oh, oh. I love that conspiracy. Well, I don't even think it's a conspiracy. Where's the film? Yeah. 
Why don't you Canucks put your damn fire out? What do we say when somebody, um, photos or it's not true? That's what we say. Photoshop? No, photos, pictures, video, or or it's not. Yeah, or it's not true. You know, I hate to be uncharitable this early in the show, but Scott Johnson says he has a cylinder index ruling question. Okay. Those like me in a townhouse use an HOA, Homeowners Association. So for all snow removal and lawn care, we hire a service. Can the CI requirement be adjusted for that? Absolutely not. I'm sorry, Scott. I'm sorry, but of course not. Scott doesn't know how to cheat. The the deal with that is you don't ask the question and you just assume it's allowed. Now that you've brought it up. If you want to hang around with your buddy, Scott, and count those, that's fine with me. But when you make your wishes public, yeah, yeah. I think the rules must be adhered to. You don't ask the people who make the rules about the rules. You know why he's doing that? Because he's probably got uh, 12 cylinders. He got rid of his snowblower. He got rid of his weed whip, his leaf blower, uh, his uh, lawnmower. And, and, and for many people, that's that's their cup of tea. Is it weed whip or weed whack? Have we ever? Uh... I called it a whip. When yeah, I, I think, think I like, the, the I device like itself is a whip, but the weed whack is the process of removing the weed. I still have my Flymo. <laughs> Shannon Anderson has a great question. Okay. I think it applies to me, if not all of us, on this show. Okay. When I proved that my ancestors did not own slaves and didn't even come to America until the 1900s, can I be exempt from the tax penalty of reparations? Serious question. I think it's a great question. Wait a minute. That would apply to me. This yeah. doesn't involve taxes, though, does it? This is the Bush Foundation. Uh, no, but there is also a national national movement to do this. Okay. There's a Melvin Carter movement to well, do this. Well, San it. Francisco wants what? San Francisco movement per? to do this. Of course, tax money will be involved ultimately. But that is a great question. My ancestors did not own slaves and did not arrive in the country until the Sod Hut time, which was a, would have been in the 1880s. Yep. They didn't live in the South, and they didn't own slaves. I ain't paying. We didn't have slaves here in Minnesota, correct? Is that on both sides, Such? They came in because um, on my mom's side, they were indentured servants. Uh, they came over early on, 1700s. Well, on my, my mom's side, they would have all been Irish. Uh, there's nobody left to ask. I don't know what the hell they did. My dad's side, they came in like your people in the 80s. Yeah. Well, I, I think that she has a great question, and I think the people of this country uh, need to use that as a defense against some sort of tax forfeiture. I Hey, I had nothing to do with it. I'm sorry. Wasn't me. I'm sorry, but I, I have nothing to do with it. And, and if it's any consolation to you, I wouldn't own a slave. Right. You're done. Back to just, the vo- I just have some things GLers are, are, are having to get off their mind. We might have a small ray of hope as it relates to the spewing volcano. Yes. I'm looking at a study done by Oregon State University. They apparently study a lot of volcano and vol- volcano activity. Um, in this particular study, most of the particles spewed from volcanoes can actually cool the planet oh, with really? shading. Oh, that's according to this particular well, that's, study. That's some interesting news on spewing. Mm. Is that a ray of hope? Yeah. yeah. And finally, Mark uh, Hookham wants to know 
Well, first he says, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. I work for a company in Minnesota. If I needed a special tool for a job at that company and I had it in my garage, I'd bring it in the next day and use it. I also work for a city. If they don't have that special tool, they will send someone out on the clock to purchase that tool for a one-time job. Mark, I just find that a very good synopsis of government. And he he does is uh, what he has to do for the private company. He brings a tool from home, uses it, and takes it home. Okay. The government will go out and buy a $752 toilet seat. So there's your government. All right. Kenny doesn't want me to discuss. I do. I mili- do want you to. A military whistleblower has gone public with claims that the United States has secret UFO retrieval program. Mm-hmm. That they've gotten craft and dead pilots of mm-hmm. those craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, this th- this is from David Charles Grush, a 36-year-old decorated form, former combat officer in Afghanistan, served the National Reconnaissance Office, acting as their representative to Congress's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021 at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. He also served from late 2021 to July 2022 as co-lead of Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Analysis and is representative to the task force, which was recently renamed the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Wow. So government is very large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The debrief first reported Monday that Gruch said he filed a whistleblower complaint to Congress with the Intelligence Community Inspector General on classified information that he insists proves the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles that have been made for decades through the present by the U.S. government, its allies, and defense contractors. Wait a minute. He insists he can prove the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles have mm-hmm. been made present by the U.S. government? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to talk about this. Well, no, it's too late. You I don't it up. get it. What, what does that mean? It. it means we're making our own UFOs? <clears throat> he says we're reverse engineering what we have discovered, that we actually have us and other countries have evidence, proof, physical crafts um that prove that aliens and extraterrestrial life exists okay but here's the deal yeah it's all hearsay joe no evidence give me some proof this is the kitty litter box in the restroom story on a global scale mm-hmm. this is disinformation let me i'm going to play me and i'm going to play you all right i say this is a distraction you say but from what i say this is a psyop you say aimed at whom? I say this is it whom or who? Whom? Whatever. Is, I say this is din- disinformation, and you say meant to protect what? And here we talk together in unison. What is the grift here? Who stands to gain from all these so-called government and ex-government experts making all these grand pronouncements? Mm. And remember, now all of this is coming from the government. 
Mm-hmm. What did Ree Reavers gave us a pretty good Reagan quote yesterday? What was that quote? I'm uh, here from. I'm we're, here. we're here from the government, and we're here to help. Or I'm from the government, and we're here to help. Never, ever, for any reason, should you trust what anybody from the government says to you. If I'm standing in my backyard looking at an apple tree that I planted 10 years ago, and one of these hoopleheads wanders into my yard and says, hey, nice apple tree, Kenny, I have my doubts that that's actually an apple tree. That's how much I distrust the government. Who have we been hearing from the most here in the last six months? We've been hearing from this guy, David Grush. Another guy in the story, if you read the whole story, Jonathan Gray. Um, Grush, a former intelligence official. Gray, a current U.S. intelligence official. Um, Lou Elizondo, he's got a TV show. He's counter and, and excuse me, counterintelligence, a special agent, former employee of the undersecretary of the defense for the intelligence. Okay. okay, now he's a big TV star. If you've discovered, if you've gone into this deeply, you know there's a guy named Bob Lazar out there. I who do. Said, yeah, who said he was actually, uh, he's a self-proclaimed physicist who said he was hired in the late 80s to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology. But when the real physicists start talking about the nonsense that Bob says, they blow his, all of his nonsense out of the water. All right, take a breath. What you've got me, <laughs> what you've got me realizing is a further indication and corroboration that life on the third rail is insulated from any and all reality. By which I mean, listen to this. And I'm a, a, a David Grush. Okay, he worked at the National Reconnaissance Office. Mm-hmm. He was a representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force mm-hmm. at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. He uh, identified aerial phenomena and was a representative to the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. This is why nothing will come of Trump investigations. <laughs> I love that. God, the whole time I'm wondering, where's he going? This where's is why <laughs> the third rail is protected from the consequences of their actions. There aren't any. I just, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is really going on here. If, in fact, there actually is physical evidence, Such, stuff we can lay our greasy fingers on, and multiple countries have it and know about this, why hasn't the globe banded together to protect our global interests? And plus, why are you afraid to show me and tell me? Right. I can take it. Well... Uh, that's that's a huge I mean, question. Look, look, look at the politicians <clears throat> I have to deal with. You think this frightens me? You say you can take it. I say that if this be, if this gets out, nobody's paying their mortgage anymore. It's pandemonium. It's global pandemonium. I think if in fact this is true, that's why they're covering it up. But I think they're covering something else up. There's no consequences in the public class. Yeah, I'm not true, indicting right? public people. There are good, good people who work for the government. There are GLers. But there are no consequences for their behavior. Right. Uh, look at the people, walls put in place of the Department of Education, for example, and under their eyes, just week after week, month after month after month of a food fraud scandal took place. 
None of them will lose their job. None of them will be demoted. None of them have ever had to account to the public. Uh, look at, we lost a poor child in the St. Paul public school system. Seven years old. She died because she got into her mother's drugs. There had been indications in the school that she was suffering trauma at home. Cigarette burns on her chest and not bathed frequently and, and on and on and on. And what we learn in today's Pioneer Press and Star Tribune is uh, the school uh, administrators didn't report it. Right. They're supposed to. They should be fired. They won't be. They, they won't be. They should be held be. accountable, yes. Uh, play, uh, well, I could go, I don't mean to even go off on this careening turn away from the UFOs, but the government, play uh, what you were just playing before the show from Keith Ellison. Wait, before oh. you do that. One thing. Yeah. Why haven't legitimate physicists, um, the real physicists of the world, the ones we know about, why haven't they been invited to investigate or look at these crafts? Where's the experts? Where's Fermi? Where? Well, I mean, even Eric Weinstein, how come he's not involved? He's one of the top physicists, mathematicians in the, in the world. Is it because he's not part of the club, Kenny? And his people. Well, that's that goes right down the alley Joe's taking us down. He's not part of the club. Anyway. We learned prior to the show uh, from a tweet. Uh, from about, Keith Ellison's account. From Keith Ellison's account that says the following. Uh, Dateline. 19 hours ago, June 6, 4.02 p.m., Hefty and Walmart sell recycling bags that are not recyclable. No. Come on. Worse, nothing you put in them can be recycled. They put profits ahead of our environment and the law. I cannot and will not tolerate this kind of deceptive marketing, so I'm suing them to stop. There's a press release um, accompanying this tweet. We're being rescued. Yes. Um, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison announced today, what a man, yesterday, yeah. that he has filed a lawsuit against Reynolds Consumer Products Inc., the parent company of the Hefty Bag trademark and Walmart, for defrauding and deceiving Minnesota Thank consumers God. through their marketing of so-called recycling bags. Didn't Reynolds own uh, the cigarettes? Well, I don't know. Tell me this. He said that they're selling bags. That and and that what you put in them cannot be recycled. The bags themselves. Right. No, but he also says, and what you put in the bags can't be recycled. Is that what he said? Yes. And I don't understand. Well, that, that makes no sense. What if I use the bag to bring home three newspapers? Wait, that's the part you're hung up on. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fact that the attorney general is wasting time and energy into Well, I'm this? trying to catch the Attorney General in a mistake here. He says, read the beginning of it again. He says, Hefty and Walmart sell recycling bags that are not recyclable. Worse, nothing you put in them can be recycled. What? That's not true. What do you mean nothing you put in them cannot be recycled? He's referring to trash, 
I would assume. Well, much of trash can be recycled. But have, are you going to throw in a tomato soup can? Probably a, a not. newspaper? I would put it in my recycling bin. So would I. I'm a crunchy conservative. <laughs> oh, my God. The problem is, too, when you read the reaction to something like this, you do get a glimpse into why we're in so much trouble. Because a lot of people are like us, pointing out, this is what you're spending time on? Then there's others. Thank goodness someone's standing up to fight big corporations. Here you go, Joe. He's fighting the fight for us. Wow. According to this, they can't be recycled in any of the 50 states. Uh, the bags they, themselves? The bags themselves. They clog up machinery and uh, on and on and on. I'm just glad Keith's fighting for can us. Can cause machinery yeah. to start on fire. Uh, <clears throat> Eureka is on board with this. He, uh, they estimate that these bags and others like them that reach its recycling streams cost around 75000 a year in lost productivity and lower revenue. Well, see, I'm so far ahead of the curve. I didn't need this ding-dong Ellison to do this <laughs> because I don't, I don't put plastic bags in my recycling. Because right. I know they gum up the machines. Right. There's only a couple of places you haul yours remember. off to some store somewhere. You can don't take you? your bags to Lunds, the little sleeve that the newspaper comes in, you for example. It. You do it via scooter. I used to, and now I'm I'm protesting. Oh. I'm protesting. Gotcha. Because I have a feeling that doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's a feel good deal. You drive over there in your your Tesla to recycle your plastic bags. I'm not sure I'm buying it. Well, wasn't that a news story a couple of weeks ago? That the the recycling that's supposed to doesn't always make it there. See, if I throw away a plastic water bottle and you're telling me you make lawn furniture out of it, I'm all for you. Yep. You know, that's I'm to me that makes sense. And I recycle newspapers, which probably harkens back all Way back, paper drive to paper drives. Remember that the, they dropped the trailer. On there would be a semi trailer in the in the playground. Yes, and you'd load that sucker up with damp newspapers. Yes, <laughs> that you had been saving. Right, you oh know, right God. next to the incinerator <laughs> right. in your basement. I'm having flashbacks. Oh my Boy, God, Boy Scouts flashbacks. Yeah. Twine Ugh. that you know you tie with. The oh twine. yeah, they had to have twine. Yeah, Ugh. but the, where did that go then? Did that go to? Uh, Rock ten or whatever it is. Yeah, that's those are the people that would put it on. Probably you can get them. What was it back then? You can get them. Horner Waldorf. Horner Waldorf. I, okay. Where I worked. I started in the paper business at the absolute ground floor. You were a flinger. <laughs> I flew cardboard. Yep. <laughs> hot and ready. Big hot sheets of cardboard to come off the hot sheets of thing, cardboard. and you'd pick it up, and you'd Good. have to fly it. You'd let air get under it and float it. Virgil, to the here palette. comes another one. Get Virgil. it while it's hot. Virgil, here comes another one. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new garage door guy. Okay. Now, they're called Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, but I call them my garage door guy because uh-huh. they're GLers. Yeah. They know more about the show than I do. Yeah, I'm using them, right? Andy. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. You get them 24-7. They don't charge more on weekends. And uh, they'll prevent accidents. Get your garage door checked. You don't want to get conked on the head by one of these things. Garage that spring doors, is tight. Garage doors are heavy. And if you're uh, dialing up the place, you're getting ready to sell, uh, garage doors can uh, create some curb appeal. 
and they'll provide garage doors. They do it all from the opener to the door itself, and they do it correctly the first time. They don't want to linger and come back 15 times. Oh. They want to fix you correctly the first time and uh, thus earn your business serving the metro and western Wisconsin. Let them know that you appreciate that they're GLers, that they're a GL-owned business. Precision Garage Door. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help online immediately at precisiondoormn.com. Rook, I'll take one of yours here, sir. Uh, you want an escape and Minnesota Masonic? Escape and Masonic, please. And thank I you. have to. Do I'm gonna finally to get to my deep thought that I didn't get to yesterday. I have a deep thought. It's a frightening deep thought. Oh, and good. Now, deep thoughts by Jack Handy. We used to laugh when Grandpa went out fishing for the day, yep. but nobody was laughing when he came home that night with a hooker. <laughs> ah, I have to laugh. I can't find any Mueller copy. What did I do with it? Where did it go? The Iron Sheik passed. I saw that. How old was he? We lost the Iron Sheik? Yep. He had a great Twitter account. Well, only you would know that. He would say, bleep the Jose Canseco. <laughs> Things like that. Here it is. You ready, Ruck? Yes. What about Sheik Eldon Casey? Eldon Casey, your bus layer? I am rolling. Since 2006, you've heard me tell you about the Minnesota Masonic Charities and their uh, wonderful, wonderful history of giving. Since 2006? It's more than 2006. That's when they all came together and said, wow. we're all going to become one. But these guys have been doing this since, I don't know, the 14th century. Right. In fact, didn't the Dalai Lama say, give me one with everything? Give me, Make me one. Make, make me, me one. one with everything. That, he was ordering it. a pizza, though, I think, at that time. Gotcha. I will say that the uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities does wonderful work, whether it's taking care of the elderly taking care of students via their wonderful scholarship program. I invite you to go to their website and check out the Minnesota Masonic Charities Scholarships Portfolio. It gives you all the criteria requirements for 2023 and look ahead for 2024. Signature, legacy, heritage, selfless scholar, career and technical and undergraduate. They are very generous with giving out scholarships. And I would like you to go to their website so you can learn more. If you have questions, 952-948-6200, or better yet, poke around their website. That's uh, very uh, easy to navigate, and you'll find out all the information you want because they want to get the word out for Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org. Let them know that you heard it on Garage Logic. They want to get the word out, so get moving, get educated with Minnesota Masonic Charities. Org. Make me one with everything. Hey, what's that? that's great when that dude asked him. The Dalai Lama was like, I have no idea. I'm surprised you didn't start licking his face. <laughs> I gotta fill up on water. Well, what, what's the deal here? What do you mean? Well, where's he going? I'm just gonna get water quick. I think he's gonna go get a drink of water. I'll be right back. Uh, 
We can start if you want. I'm ready. I expect a little more pushback on the alien thing, so I'm kind of disappointed. From you're, me? Yeah, you're, you're, you've lost your will to fight. No, I, I, I just changed topics. I changed horses in midstream. I love that segue, by the way. The whole time I'm going, what the fuck? Where is he going? That's why Trump won't get indicted. <laughs> Home run. Uh, the state of California. Hold on. Dang it, I just lost it. Bear with me. Just give me a minute. Um, wants to pass a law to make it illegal to pursue Illegality? Uh, shoplifters, Joe. Is that because of the Lululemon <laughs> controversy? Yep. Where did it go? I just had it here. Yeah. It's interesting to, to note the time of that Ellison tweet. 4.10 p.m.? Yeah. Probably sat around all day thinking, I got to do something. Right. Oh, I got it. 4.10. I'll sue the bags. I'm going to get How about it. I get the bag makers? I'm going to get it. I bet it was just eating away at them. I'll be your long-haired lover from Liverpool. I don't want to hear that song. I'll do anything you ask. <laughs> See, that was still part of the song. I know. Got it. Do what now? I don't know. I can't find it. All right. A test. I love these. I have a test for you. Did you pass I... by a mirror on your way out of the house, Matthew? Or, uh... I look pretty good today, don't I? Yeah. You know what I was told at the airport today? <laughs> Somebody was asking uh, directions of where, where they're supposed to park, and she looked at me and she said, you look like you're someone famous. I didn't say uh, where'd I didn't you get that? Him. You get that shirt at uh, dingding.com? Or uh, no, yeah, he's wearing his medals too. He's I wearing got it at your Mars. Hmm. I got it at your Mars. Hmm. Why, why, why are we sporting the flare? I just didn't take it off. I, I feel like I'm somebody very famous today. What's the flare? <clears throat> this. It was on, what was the name of that movie? Office Space. Oh. Office Space. Do you wear those all the time? All the time, baby. Well, you yeah. go out to get a burger, you put those on? Oh, yeah. yeah. I wear it to Lund's. You should see the people that talk to me about you it. You do. Oh, do you have the Minnesota Nice Award? Remember, yes. remember when Kelly Lynn decided one year for the um, State Fair we should all wear name tags? Yes. I still have mine somewhere. Did still she make them? Yeah, in the bag it came from. Yeah. But it's about the same size as the name tag you have there. This one? You should put your GL name tag under or over the top of that one. It's you like have flags. On yeah, he should have the GL name tag you above. Should, because yeah. it would advertise the show. Yes, yeah. I can do that. Can we do the show? I'm the rookie. You'd be surprised how many pilots listen to the podcast. Well, they got nothing else to do. I mean, Delta pilots. Yeah. Well, Sun Country, too. We got Ready, Ken? Let's go here. Yeah. Rolling. Are we on? Tell the rock singer. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. And no matter how hard you hammer on him, you can't hurt his feelings. Yeah, I know. It really drives me crazy. If, uh, <laughs> if you're on the council, you'll know what we're talking about. But the man, he's it just, it, you know what it does? It bounces off of him and sticks to you. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's what he is. Uh, but I'm here to talk about DK Mags, a wide selection of all sorts of firearms, revolvers, pistols, shotguns, rifles, 
along with the usual ammo, mags, parts, accessories. Don't forget gunsmithing. It's a full-service shop serving the entire Twin Cities and beyond. Website, wow, fantastic, dkmags.com. Special orders, bring them on. DK Mags will be happy to help find that exact firearm or accessory you've been searching for. And you know what else they're going to do for you? They're going to buy that firearm you don't want. Maybe you got something from Grandpa's estate, single item, large items, big, lots of stuff. I don't know what I'm saying. I do know that you should contact DK Mags if you want to sell something firearms related. They also do consignment, a wonderful staff, a great selection, and fair prices. DK Mags, Old 8 in New Brighton, and on the web, dkmags.com. Got a test for you. Now, school's out for summer. Yeah. I want to discuss something that has three points. There was a piece yesterday in the Star Tribune talking about sinkholes. Mm-hmm. We have sinkholes in the area. Yep, I read it. And uh, the online story has as its headline, large sinkholes could be more the norm, the new normal, which is a favorite term of the the regressives. And I'm going to read the first four paragraphs as part one of this assignment. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Ready? Yep. And this is written by a guy named Lewis Krauss. I don't know Lewis, and I don't mean him any untowardness. But I'll bet you he's young. And the fact that I bet he's young comes in part two of the assignment. What's his name? Lewis Krauss. Probably a new reporter there. I I, I don't know. But I'll bet he's young. Uh, Anyway, here's the first four paragraphs. Lewis Krauss. As Jeff Berg bicycled past a small hole, six inches wide but much deeper below the surface, at a South Minneapolis intersection near his house Monday, he worried that more of the street could collapse when a car passes near it. You think, how big could this get, Berg said, near the sinkhole at 43rd Street West and Pleasant Avenue South. Is it going to open up and all of a sudden take up the whole intersection when someone drives by? Minneapolis has had a handful of major sinkholes so far in 2023 following the third snowiest winter on record. Most notable is a large crater at the intersection of 27th Street and Girard Avenue South that has shut down the road since its collapse April 9. Another small sinkhole opened at the intersection of 40th Street and Nicollet Avenue, which has since been filled with soil and surrounded with caution tape. Uh, fourth paragraph. The 43rd Street sinkhole was caused by an abandoned storm drain system that collapsed, according to Angie Kraft, the surface water and sewer director for Minneapolis Public Works. Below the small opening at the surface, the hole appeared to widen and spread out at least a few feet below the pavement. Of those first four paragraphs, what most stood out to me? Yes, you in the bag. The collapsed storm drain. No. Because, oh, wow. Hmm. 
The moron speculating? No. Six inch wide I hole. Think anything that. 40th and Nicollet. 43rd Street. Do we get a clue? The caution Angie, tape? Angie Kraft, the surface water and sewers director. No, I'll, I'll, I'll fill it and we'll conclude step one of the exercise. I'll tell you the answer. Okay. Why in God's name has a sinkhole that developed on April 9th yeah. not been remedied yet? I actually oh wondered that as okay. I read point. it. Legit, <laughs> legit. That's two months. Yeah, we, yeah, that's enough time. Let's go here. Let's well, we had to go through the diversity and equity director. Then we had to go through the. Then we had to schedule a meeting. Stick a cone in it. Right. Doesn't Gerard gets really weird around Lake Street? Doesn't it? Where's it go? I don't know, but let's move on. Well, now you've got me curious. I can't move on. Go ahead. The Girard Avenue sinkhole opened up on a 120-year-old sewer pipe collapse. The heavy snow melt this spring may also have led to the large sinkholes. At this, at this point in the story, I was holding my breath. Okay. Why was I holding my breath? I'm wondering, yes, you in the back? Where does climate change I was enter? wondering, oh. can I get through this story yep. without climate change? Yeah. All right. Not a bleeping chance with this newspaper. No, no. Calvin Alexander, professor emeritus from the University of Minnesota's Earth and Environmental Sciences Department, explained that water can enter the soil through road cracks or manhole covers. You know what? I'm not uh, an earth and environmental science emeritus professor, but I could have told you that. Right. Okay. You knew that. Yeah. Yep. I know a seventh grader could have told you that. Explain that water can enter the soil through road cracks or manhole covers. The water can carry away the ground below the asphalt, creating a void. We certainly saw a bump in the number of potholes this spring, and as some of them might have formed coincidentally near broken sewer mains or storm sewers, Alexander said. He's, he's the prof. The effects of climate change. Uh-huh. Congratulations. With potentially more winters, with large amounts of snow and frequent freeze-thaw cycles could also lead to more sinkholes, Alexander said. Stop right there. We set any records last winter? Any Anything uh, unprecedented happened last winter? No, but they're hanging their hat on the fact that it was the third snowiest winter on record. It's the third. Third, uh, third isn't not, a winner, is if it? You're, if you're not number, what's it in Ricky Bobby? If you're not a winner, if you're If you loser, ain't first, you're last. You're, you're last. Yep. Second place right is there. the first loser. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we got into about the sixth or seventh paragraph, and there it was, the effects of climate change. Am I to believe, for example, that in 1928 there was no there were no sinkholes? Nope, Mm-mm. none, zero. Good. And and how when you just think about it calmly and rationally? We can't do that. That's impossible. What what does the climate have to do with a sinkhole? Nothing, absolutely nothing. And plus, you're conflating. Potholes with sinkholes. There's a big difference. The freeze-thaw cycle creates potholes. Mm-hmm. But you're throwing sinkholes in here to reinforce the probability of climate change. 
Because pothole doesn't sound scary enough, but sinkhole, no, that's terrifying. A sinkhole is hellish. Right. That's going to swallow yes. you and that's your like family. That's like a black hole in space. Because right. <laughs> you, you could end up in China. That's you're right. Gone. You don't know where you're going. You're gone. Aliens. You're you gone. see aliens. Mm-hmm. You're you gone. That. So there's really not much They also, that, the reason I brought this. But I didn't this... get to part three of the assignment. Oh, I'm sorry. Part one is why in God's name is it taking you? Uh, Two months. You, you haven't even fixed a sinkhole that occurred April 9th. Two, uh, climate change was inevitable to appear in this piece. And I, uh, and again, I, I'm not in, I'm not, I'm going to have a little fun here with the reporter in a moment, but I mean him no harm. I don't know who that is. Uh, and now I'm getting ready for the third part of, uh, of the obs- observation I have on this. Essentially benign story. Give me page three, Paul Harvey. If you if you so readily and so even casually throw in climate change when you're discussing something that you haven't demonstrated to me is the result of climate change and you you even either have on your own Rolodex or you inquired elsewhere, who can I call to get a climate change confirmation? You find this old retired guy at the U who said, oh, yeah, that could be climate change. Mm-hmm. If you so readily believe that and are so willing to make that a part of the narrative of your news coverage, what else are you believing? That's mm-hmm. part three of the assignment. Okay. What else are you so blindly and with what you what passes for faith in your life? What are you accepting hmm. as a truth about reality? What and Everything. I, I find that eerie. I, I find that frightening because now you have to now you have to take a step back and look at news coverage and realize that it's brought to you. I'm not saying this is a bad guy. I, I, yeah. He might be a hell of a kid. I don't know this guy. Uh, but what you have to realize is that the news is brought to you by a group of people who have an undying faith in things that are not proven. <laughs> and so what else What else are we experiencing every day in news gathering that's fraught with this agenda? Virtually everything. Virtually everything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's alarming, isn't it? Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, the issue of in in just this particular case, this individual case, they merely gloss over the actual problem with and I wrote it down. The collapsed storm drain is what caused this. A hundred and twenty year old pipe. And Let's was, update uh, the pipes. Uh, we're not gonna Some fix that. Infrastructure. We gotta let climate do its thing on this sinkhole. You learn offhandedly and only coincidentally that you've got a you've got a sinkhole at Twenty Seventh and Girard that has shut down the road since April nine, and it's going to be closed for a few more months, from what I'm reading. Get a be- dump truck with some gravel in <laughs> Let's it. Let's go here before the Met Council and city workers finish <sighs> repairs. You know what would huh. have taken care of this entire problem, gentlemen? Don't you? If we would have just turned this into a bike lane, we wouldn't even need this road for cars. And then you've got the introduction of climate change for no reason other than it is part of a template. It is part of a of the lens through which 
young people are viewing the world. Some young people. No, pretty much all of them if they go to the failed academy. Okay, that, yes. You're... Yeah. I have an interesting experiment underway in my own life. Ooh. The great beer experiment? I got a kid who'll be a junior in college. I got a kid who's going to be a freshman in college in a couple of weeks, or I mean a couple of months. And I got a kid who's returning and will be a sophomore in college. And so far, I have detected that they have not been poisoned. Okay. Now, have they not been poisoned because their academy is not failed? Because I happen to know in many respects, both the academies they attend are, are essentially have been failed academies, can be failed academies. Or are they not poisoned because they're, they're immune to it by virtue of their upbringing. Because they've been attending the yeah. University of Garage Logic their entire lives? Yeah. Well, no, these, these kids haven't been regular listeners. Okay. No, they're but young. They're, Why would they listen to it? It's the Papa influence Joe's of their on. parents yeah. and, and what their yeah. parents have taught them growing up. Because I'm going on, I'm through grade five and two, and I've been hyper vigilant about observing that very thing oh you're gonna find yourself doing what i did with my son just just keep your head down just get through it i haven't said anything i no, I, I, I am mean, observant I, I mean reavers to his kids yeah but my advice was just keep your head yep. down don't make a big stink yep. get through it tell them what they want to hear get out of there i did say to one kid if you come back here with different pronouns we got a problem <laughs> <laughs> How was that received? It was not received well. Uh -huh. I was chastised. By? Well, I was only screwing around. I was but goofing you around. Meant it. Oh, I, I get, meant it, but I <laughs> I get emails from a guy at MinDot who write in his his title. Yeah. When you know, I look on my email page and I see who it comes from. It comes from so and so parentheses he him. Bleep you. He him. Yeah. Well, he doesn't him. that mean he's a guy? <gasps> Kenny. He, him, his. On our signatures, we all have a, a page for our signature on our email. You know what we should all put in the parentheses? Dumb, dumb. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, no. A GLer did it for us. Joe is ass hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, you are jackass. That's right. Matt is dumbass. Yep. Uh, John is wise ass. Yep. And I am smart ass. That's right. Those forgot are, about that. What yeah, am I those, again? You are asshat. I'm asshat. Yep. Ass -hat. The king. A lot of ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In that hat. <laughs> you know, the more you think about life, the funnier it is, maybe even at death. Mm -hmm. I mean, have a cocktail. Yeah. If you have Mueller do it, <laughs> yes. you're going to might as well have a cocktail. If you have to have a heater, go outside, yeah, come back in, that. he'll set up a bar. Look, life is crazy. Crazy? It's nuts. we got to do something about that. At it Mueller Memorial. wacky. <laughs> at Mueller Memorial, they'll, they'll celebrate the goodness of your life. The, they realize the folly of what we all go through. Yep. Life is nuts. Death can sometimes be a grateful respite. Yes. A peace, and you might as well... You might as well, you know, slap your hand Let's on go. the coffin and say, yes. damn it, Fred had a good run. Life is dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. So, 
there's, you know, I know it's supposed to be a frightening time and it's rife with anxiety and uh, they've been doing it for three generations. They've watched the way lives and deaths have changed in the, in our culture and they've adapted with it and they put you at ease. There's your key. You want to go to a funeral? Do you want to be at ease? At ease, soldier. Cremation or funeral? At ease. Mm -hmm. Stand down. Come on with me to the bar. I got a bar. We had one for my mother. It was old fashioned. Mm. I think there's people still there, and that was five or six (laughs) years ago. You get a hold of Mueller Memorial. Uh, I know Scott Mueller very well. I've known the entire family all my life. Mueller has been in the business for more than... 75 years, and they will treat you in a way that's going to put you at ease. You can't really say you're going to have fun. No, but you can celebrate a life. But you can celebrate. Yeah, yeah. It can be festive. It can be. It yes. can be, and maybe oftentimes it should be. Have Moeller explain. Moeller? No. Maybe he'll show up, although too. Moeller knows him, although too. Although when Mueller takes Moeller, shakes Moeller's hand, he does check his pulse. That's true. So, Mueller, uh, you get a hold of Mueller and let them explain it to you. They're fantastic people. MuellerMemorial.com. O'Brien called me. What did he call you? To tell me to... That Mueller wants these things lightened up. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Lighten up, Francis. It's hard for me to say, to do that. I was bringing joy to it. Well, but you're broadcasting to people who lose people in dreadful ways at young ages. You know, I mean, it's just... uh, Well, not in all cases. You know. Life is dangerous. Life is short. You know, if Grandpa gets hit by a, a wheel that flies off a monster truck at a at a in the Metrodome, I think I think you should have a celebration. Yes, but if you're you know 15 years old and Sunday, you've Sunday, been struck Sunday. with something horrible, it's not much of a celebration. We're gonna turn the Metrodome into a massive mud pit, sponsored by Shown Productions and Go Go the Gorilla. <laughs> Remember the gorilla was riding the little four. I don't remember the gorilla. Shown Productions. Power, power, power. I think I've only been to one of those. No. You wouldn't like it, Joe. There's a lot of exhaust. (laughs) Turn the fan on. (laughs) All I can smell is exhaust. Open the door. Yeah, open the door. (laughs) There was was a story I was trying to find... uh, the haze is so bad in sh- in New York that oh, bad is it? Exposure for six, twenty-four hours is like smoking ten cigarettes. Apparently, <sighs> it would not be awesome. Oh I should go to New York. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Jesus, how are you doing, bud? I'm so pissed off. Really? Oh my god, I'm so angry. As a result of that, quitting smoking is the dumbest thing anybody could ever no. do. No. Nothing gave me more joy in life. All the joy in my life is gone. No. When do you get over the hump, though? Don't you get to a certain point? Never. No? Never. Hmm. You're done for good, though. I can't wait for the long face from the doctor. I want that six-month warning. Kenny, you got six months. I'm going to say to him. Break glass. Break glass. I'm going to say, I can cut that down to two months. (laughs) 
He's bargaining. Like, name that tune. And, and I can do it gonna, in one I'm note. I'm going to light them off each other. I'm, it's never going to go out. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and have one. God, I miss it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done was quit smoking. No. There's sorry, never I, a time where I'm not thinking about it. I'm sorry I asked. I'm always. That'll go away. No. It's been, I'm into week five now. That's like having lunch. You're not even, that's nothing. How long did it take you? 15, 20 years. You're kidding. You no, no. I quit in 1987. <laughs> okay. But I remain addicted to nicotine. But how long did it take you to get over the craving of an actual cigarette? He uh, does. You know what he's doing? He's, he still has nicotine in his system. I still chew hunks of cigars once in a while. Hmm. I just can't picture you as a smoker with an ashtray. You know, oh, and that I see you as a dedicated smoker. <laughs> oh, what a Such. fake smoker. Rick. Oh, I am the, I am the <laughs> ultimate fake smoker. Such. I am the best fake smoker. Did you do the tap? <laughs> Did you do the tap All with the, the pack time. of cigarettes on the on my watch? Yeah. yeah. And was it a was it a? That's my old man. Oh, yeah. When he was mad at you, it would be the mouth and the nose at the same time. And I I'd always love when people have something so important to say they can't exhale first, and they have to tell you why they're. The smoke is here's the problem out. with smoking. Here was, here was here's my, here's smoke my problem. observation. As there look, isn't a problem with smoking. As I look back on it, there was one problem. Town Council, you're really, you're really oh, yeah. in, inside here. It was worth it today. Only the first cigarette tasted good. The rest of them was a mean? pain in the ass. Really? I think so. Is it, my favorite part of the day was early morning Coffee when I had, to, I had to get my nicotine nice level breath. up. Yeah. It's like... It's like nice um, breath. When uh, when you go to the bar and all your friends are already s faced, yep. you have like you got to have three shots and a couple of beers to catch up. That's what it was every morning. You pound two or three down oh, just geez. to get your nicotine level up there where it needs to be. What was it first, Kenny? Coffee or the sick? both? Both. Oh no, always to have the coffee ready. Did you light a cigarette in your bedroom? Uh, no, not since I've been married. No, I mean, when you got up, was that the first thing no. you did? Was it on your nightstand? No, not oh. in the house. Uh -huh. it, would, it would be. No, be, I did not. Oh. No. No, not in the house. I was never a smoker, but uh, nothing smelt better than a freshly lit cigarette. When it, when it was first lit, like a Winston or something like that, <sighs> it just had a really good uh, smell to it. I think I that janitor up. at my grade school was paid in <clears throat> Winston's. <laughs> I'm still uh, at the point where I encounter smokers standing outside somewhere. I stop and, uh, you know, I give them the up nod and they blow it in my face. You know, and they'll say, like, how long has it been? sounds pretty hot. I said, oh, you don't go, how long has it been? It's, uh, where, where is this? Yeah, where are you weeks. hanging out? <laughs> I'd like to get some of that. <laughs> back, back doors, you know, where people congregate to smoke. Royce tries to smoke. When where he the can't. cool kids I'm hang be a out. Smoker. I'm going to try yes, it. Yes, remember that on Sports Talk. We yeah. have a. Uh, we he had the, a nice piece uh, this morning. I enjoyed that. We have the new smoking station out in the back parking yes. lot. You've seen it. I don't think Joe yeah. probably has. The Judy Memorial? Yeah, right yeah. next to that. Right by the door? By the security entrance. It's like yeah. a back. No, it's a like a bus, it bus It looks like a bus shelter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's one. I, I haven't seen. I've only seen him recently, so I'm assuming he's a new hire. But he kind of, he'll stand there. And pretend to make conversation, whoever else is smoking, and he's always kind of awkward because he's very thin. And he'll say, Yeah. And then he'll suck down the whole thing. I'm with Kenny. I with. wish we'd get a six month notice. 
Yeah. And let me oh, just I'm going to I'm going to smoke five Pall Malls at a time. The problem <laughs> the problem with those people talking is the rest of us that had to go to that. It's like being a bar fly and walking into the bar at 9 a.m. so you can get your buzz on. This isn't a situation where you sit down and pass the time of day. You, you put you're your elbows. You're out. Yeah. You put your no. You're not out. You're in. Oh. You put your elbows on the bar and you play catch up with the first three, four, five I shots. Gotcha. Oh my and then you can get social. I gotcha. Okay. You got to ease into it. But that that bus stop smoking shelter was humiliating. I just went to my vehicle, <laughs> sat in there. That's better. It was very antisocial. <laughs> I'm gonna try smoking. <laughs> Yes, uh, Royce. I'm going to try some Are we going to do the show? Sure. Uh, are you ready there, Ken? I'm ready to have a lung dart. <laughs> Kenny here you first. sons of bitches. <laughs> Your right, voice I'm... is much more pleasant. I don't think now's the time for compliments. In, Remember in Peter mix. Thiel wanted to smoke? You don't smoke? look any better. but Peter Thiel wanted to smoke because he thought it would make his voice sound better. Oh, my God. Hi, this is Peter. I'm smoking. <laughs> I'm smoking hot. <laughs> Hi, this is Peter. Uh, why would I tell people that? I don't Peter know. Peter was an open book. <laughs> he was. Didn't there were no secrets. That. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling. God. Boom, 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 boom. Justice and the Souchere. He aspired to be the next, um, the next uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. Remember, he did a yes. wrestling show. Yes, and then he also had that show um, in this corner. Yeah, and a Freddie boxing said, show. What is the show you do on this corner? No, in this corner. Uh, if you're not part of the council, we're talking about an old uh, employee, Peter Thiel. A legend at this point. Are Tri you going to do an ad? Tri-State Bobcat, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about, Suchi boy. Little little Canada, Burnsville. Hudson. Little Canada, rapper. Soon to be St. Croix Falls. Uh, zero turns. We're selling a couple of them at a great price. Great benefits here. The 54-inch. I'll just wait till you're done. Come on, Shaggy. God, it's like a dog shaking off Hi, this, a muddy water. Hi, this is Peter for Tri-State Bobcat with my new voice. The 54-inch, <laughs> my smoker voice, yeah. <laughs> the 54-inch oh. time cutter, my ride suspension, $48.99. By the time we're done with the rebates, you're paying $42.99. The other one is the 50-inch uh, rebates, gets that price down to $37.99. But you got a whole lot of warranty thrown on top of that. Tri-State gives you a special five-year warranty on top of the Toro Total Care warranty. That's a almost a $500 value. And Tri-State uh, has the Metro covered, so wherever you're at, you can get over to a Tri-State. Toot sweet. We're talking Burnsville, Lil Canada, Hudson, Owatonna. That's Mankey's uh, power equipment down in Owatonna. And soon to be in St. Croix Falls, Tri-State Bobcat opening on Highway 8. And, of course, on the web. you got to get to the website. It's so awesome. I spend a couple of hours a day there. Well, yeah, that's the truth. Just believe it. TriStateBobcat.com. I'm holding in my hands got? the current issue of the National Review, June 12th. 
Is that the one What's you, your problem? Is that the one you sneezed on? Yeah. <laughs> hey, is checking. that what you were wiping off earlier? Yeah. He cleaned it up good. Gross. But it's my copy, so right. it's, I didn't. I don't it. need it back anymore. You don't have to. <laughs> okay. June 12, 2023. The cover why is. Did, why did you grab the magazine? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's a there's a box of tissues and on his on his extended arm you can grab five tissues. He chose to. I look up and he's mopping up some kind of goo off the cover of this magazine. I thought he was going to do my snot trick. You know when you have the. the, the May I? Could we? Uh, what are you reading from your germ-filled <laughs> National Review cesspool? What do you got in your dirty little fingers there, <laughs> Pod Jode? <laughs> I need a handkerchief. The cover story is the war on things that work. Oh, the war on things that work. By a guy named Noah Rothman, who I've tried to contact. I would like to talk to him. He's a senior writer for the National Review. He's in his early 40s he's a good thinker okay so this is meaning trying to get rid of stuff that's working we've alluded to it on okay. this show we why are we replacing things that work with things that don't and this fellow who writes very well uh has a piece called the war on things that work like your stove your dishwasher your lawnmower too bad the elites don't want you to have these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm contacting him. I'd love to have him on as a guest because what I would like to know is uh, that maybe the two of us could hash out why don't they want us to have these things? Now, they're they're clinging to this thinly disguised uh, save the earth nonsense right. that these things. But gas stove, he, he really writes some interesting things about the gas stove. Uh, armed with unchecked confidence and possessed of an abiding faith in the idea that you must be coerced into altruism, the activists seem to be coming for almost everything you own. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. In the process, they are waging a crusade against convenience. Now, that's getting us a little closer to things. Mm -hmm. They are waging a crusade against convenience, an assault on comparative advantage— that helps us get a little closer to it. And a war on things that work. Securing the fossil fuel-free future that President Biden imagines for us sometime in the 2030s will not be a pain-free proposition. At least that appears to be the conceit of the more radical wing of the environmentalist left. The scale of the challenges they see it demands sacrifice mm -hmm. from us all. One of their most controversial moves is to give up natural gas-powered appliances, your gas kitchen range foremost among them. Now, do you have gas at home? Uh, no, we're electric. The relentless lobbying of local governments to forbid natural gas hookups in new buildings had already succeeded in a number of municipalities when the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission sought public comment earlier this year on a proposal to impose a ban nationwide. In a, in a moment, Rookie, this, this story is going to really interest you because we're going to devolve into cooking. Okay. By then, California had already announced its own plan to begin in the next decade on the sale of new natural gas-powered appliances, and New York State 
was set to follow suit. The logic of this proscription was twofold. First, it was justified by dubious research, one example of which suggested that cooking with gas in an airtight room sealed by clear plastic sheets can cause adverse health effects over the long term. No. I don't know anyone who cooks that way. Right. It's open. It is indeed best to avoid preparing meals in a level four biocontainment facility. <laughs> yeah. Good Other advice. studies purporting to prove that gas-powered stove pollution increases the risk of childhood asthma screened out contradictory findings or, as the American Gas Association later observed, conducted no measurements or tests based on real-life appliance use. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Rocky Mountain Institute manager Brady Seals admitted to the Washington Examiner that his organization's highly publicized summary of past studies which concluded the gas stoves were responsible for a 12.7% increase in asthma among kids, quote, does not assume or estimate a causal relationship. The second, more honest rationale concerned a general desire to rid the world of the roughly 13% of U.S.-produced heat-trapping emissions that resulted in commercial structures contribute. Of course, your own preference plays no role in the bureaucrats' deliberations. Products that can't be made safe can be banned, Consumer Product Safety Commissioner Richard Trumpka warned. Hmm. And this is a this goes on to talk about everything. Your furnace, your lawnmower. Okay. Remember we had the gal here from Edina, mm. the rep who wanted yes. to, to mm-hmm. ban the lawnmowers, her trial balloon. And what I'm most interested in uh is that uh what what uh what Noah calls it the new cultural war, but why? I don't I don't I don't get why. If your goal in the kitchen is to get something very hot as fast as possible, both gas and electric will do the job. But what if you want to regulate the temperature of your range? What if you set out to saute, flambe, braise, or char? What if your cultural affinities involve the use of round-bottom cooking pots, such as woks? Or if tradition requires an open flame? What if you just appreciate those styles of cuisine and do not reside in an urban enclave where they are Uber Eats order anyway? Even the executors of gas stove bans recognize the validity of at least some of these arguments or else the city of palo alto california would not have provided jose andre's restaurant with an exemption where else will silicon valley get its paella valencia Mm. you lost me there well apparently that's some fancy meal that the rich people want so they mm. made sure jose andre's restaurant got an exemption well, got it. Boy, boy. that's the way the elites live uh, not in my backyard or what if Let's you know value value in most american states natural gas appliances cost between 10 and 30 percent less to operate huh. on a regular basis than electric What if you can't afford to switch to the induction ranges, which can cost 60% more than gas stovetops, proposed by many anti-gas activists? 
The, off, the offhand rejection of these arguments sets the stage for a real pushback from the public, a cacophonous outcry during the commission's open inquiry period drowned out the activists and scuttled its initiative, at least on the national scale. Will you see what I have coming up. Okay. Mm. But the effort to regulate natural gas-powered appliances to history's ash heap persists in places such as New York, where Governor Kathy Hochul's spokeswoman bragged that the ban on new get natural gas hookups will not have any loopholes. And she added there won't be any option for municipalities to opt out. Mm. Why does she get to tell us what kind of stove we have to use? I don't like that. A policy that bans natural gas hookups in new residential construction suggests that more appliances than just gas stoves have found themselves in the bureaucrats' crosshairs. Gas furnaces and gas water heaters would become things of the past if the meddlers had their way. Indeed, that is the plan in some of America's bluest states. There are pros and cons to both gas and electric heating units. Despite the slower recovery times, that is, how long it takes for your shower to get hot and stay hot, and higher average costs of electric heating, some consumers may prefer it, others may not. But individual preference should play no role here, according to the green activists, because climate-friendly alternatives are more ethical. Mm. Mm, your, government, your government stove. Mm. Well, he gets into the small gas engines and... Uh, I love the first paragraph of this article. Oh, it's just a wonderful piece. Yeah. Uh, and it goes, and, but what I want to know is, and he just alludes to it only uh, incidentally uh, in why this is happening. Why? What, uh, what prompts someone to uh, feel I, that To way. me, it's the creation of a hybrid capitalism. Well, it says so right in the first paragraph. Read the first paragraph. You skipped over it. <clears throat> The interesting thing yeah, about, right, the, right by the goober. Yeah, there about the Green New Deal. And, oh, yes. We've said this on the show before. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about the Green New Deal admitted Sekat Chakrabarti, the former chief of staff to Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is it wasn't originally a climate change thing at all. It was, in fact... A how do you change the entire economy thing? He wasn't kidding. Yep. And uh, we, we we recall discovering that occasional Cortex had as her chief of staff this Saikot Chakrabarti, who did say the Green New Deal has nothing to do with the environment. What are they going to do in 2050 when they, in fact, have succeeded? They've shut down every fossil fuel or nuclear power plant they've forced us to use electricity from the sun and the wind and the carbon dioxide levels remain unchanged and then half of canada starts on fire and then half of california starts on fire and smoke is being released into the atmosphere what are they going to do then and and how do they how do they know this will result in a better atmosphere they don't they don't know. They, yeah, they don't. don't have the crystal ball. Meanwhile, there was a video that surfaced yesterday or the day before of tire burning in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. Saying that's basically doing, yeah, I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, nothing smells better than a good tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
he gets into the electric light bulbs, and uh, you have to use the uh, the new kind, even though as a consumer I prefer incandescent. Mm. They're cheaper and they're brighter. Well, that's because you're an evil, uh, evil doer, evil doer, and. Uh, what else do we have? I'm trying to find a very few sentences where he he uh, gets to what he thinks is the reason for this. Uh, and I can't find it. The policies the activists support force a lifestyle on everyone else and display contempt for all who disagree. Mm-hmm. By itself, an electric range, a heat pump, an ugly LED bulb, or a paper straw is a minor irritation. In a mandated aggregate, they look like a society-wide assault on the dignity of personal choice. Hmm. Activists, like-minded bureaucrats, and their allies in elected office are, in the name of climate change, waging war against products and conventions that make everyday life work. For the targets of their hostility, they would substitute alternatives that either perform less effectively or demand more of your time and money. And you're expected to bear this burden indefinitely, or at least until you communicate your displeasure in no uncertain terms at the ballot box. And that's how he concludes the story. Mm. Isn't it something, though? Why, why do you want me to have things that are inefficient, not as quick, more expensive. You're going backwards. Why? You're going backwards. To what to what date do they want, like you say? They keep going backwards. When is enough enough? Uh, Got it? <laughs> plastic straws. Uh, that's, he, he really covers it. it it's... it's uh, and for all of you euphorians who think, well, the National Review is just a conservative magazine. Yes, it is. It was founded by William F. Buckley. But here's the story that starts on the same page that Noah's story ends. Sorry, Trump lost. Okay, so, I mean, it's a really, I love this magazine, and I'm a subscriber. I'm reading now down to the small engine stuff where they're talking about leaf blowers, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. All these laws and um, opinions that we're hearing from uh from the people that rule us, it's so obvious that they've never, or they at least they haven't in 10 years, mowed a lawn or cleaned up after you've mowed the lawn or shoveled, you know, blow snow. They just don't deal with everyday things that we deal with. They're not us. Kenny, I'll ask you the question Joe asked me. Do you have gas at home? <laughs> I don't. Where's this? What's the punchline? I have it everywhere. Okay. Yeah. We're looking at the flow rates of kitchen sinks here uh, to home. Uh, uh, It's worth it to go over the small gas engine part. Small gas engines, such as those in lawnmowers and blowers, are not only bad for our environment and contributing to our climate crisis. We have no crisis. California Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez declared in 2021 they can cause asthma. Boy, they love asthma, don't they? 
They can cause asthma and other health issues for workers who use them. It's time we phased out these super polluters and help small landscaping businesses transition to cleaner alternatives. She made these comments to justify legislation she had co-sponsored that would ban the sale of gasoline-powered lawn equipment. Now signed into law, the prohibition will take effect in January of 2024. Dark blue states, including New York, New Jersey, and Illinois, are considering similar legislation, and a combustion engine-free future is already the reality in many municipalities. The dubious environmentalist argument against gas-powered equipment and tools is that they harm the climate even more than passenger vehicles do. Using a combustion-driven leaf bore produces emissions equivalent to driving from L.A. to Denver In a 2017 Toyota Camry, said the mayor of San Anselmo, California, defending her city's ban on certain landscaping equipment. That's just an environmental ass statistic. She pulled that out of her ass. (laughs) That is an improvement on a 2011 estimate estimate by the car shopping experts at Edmonds one of whom found that doing a half hour of yard work with this two-stroke leaf blower produces the emissions equivalent of driving a pickup truck from northern Texas to Anchorage, Alaska. It's another ass statistic. But scratch the surface of the case against noisy, smoky lawn care equipment, and you'll find... You'll often find that what their opponents really don't like is just their effect on their quality of life. Mm-hmm. The machines intrude upon the lovely sounds of spring, summer, and fall, according to USA Today contributing editor Ellie Gruber. Stop. In South Minneapolis, that's airplane, jets, mm-hmm. sirens, uh, gunshots, uh, murder, you know, the sounds of everyday life in South Minneapolis. They kick Go ahead. up, up disease causing mold and fecal matter at 200 <laughs> miles per hour. 200? Per the editorial writers at the Maryland Daily Record. Imagine if your leaf blower. Wish would... I had one that was 200 oh, miles an hour. Oh my hour. God, that'd be so wonderful. You'd be, it'd be, it'd be like hanging on to the car wash wand. You'd be flying all you, over. You wouldn't be able to control it. No. <laughs> They menace the already marginalized migrant laborers who landscape the locals' yards with leaf blowers just inches from their lungs and ears. See, I would never hold it like this. Yeah, Yeah, right. I would never hold it up to my face. (laughs) The author, Michael Shapiro, told the California paper The Press Democrat, insisting that his neighbors use rakes. Instead, the... Instead, the author exposed the pretextual nature of his concern for yard workers. Suddenly, the neighborhood was once again a placid place where we could hear ourselves think, listen to birds sing, and enjoy the sound of our neighbors playing Mozart. Come on. Does your neighbor play Mozart? (laughs) Never. No, it's Vivaldi. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Seasons. Uh, I can't take it. I can't take it. But I told you you'd be surprised at what I have that dovetails here. Mm. Yeah, what's the, uh, the punchline? This is in today's news. Again, it's Fox because you can't count on the agenda-driven news. Get. Well, of course, Fox has an agenda, too. It just happens to be one that covers more of what I might be interested in as opposed to the Washington Post. He scrolled down to the uh, incandescent stuff. 
the effort to snuff out incandescent lights for good has continued despite the clear preference of consumers, mm-hmm. particularly low-income Americans. LED light bulbs are more expensive and less available in high-poverty urban areas than in most affluent locations. So basically, they're harming the poor people. You know, it just occurred to me uh, that that it's not that hard to figure out what's going on. We just have to go back to an old realization of ours. Hmm. Mysterians don't like people. Right. right. They don't like people. Especially, and they don't care if you're poor. Especially low-income black people. They who don't they, like low-income black people. That they profess to protect and cherish and prop They're up, all phonies. Which, which, in fact, all they do is keep them in their place. Yes, of course. I, I, let me cut again. I'm veering sharply. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too, See? Danny. I'm veering sharply away from what we talk about, what we're talking about. But it must be said because it's a good thought. The little girl who died in, in the St. Paul schools. Zamaya. Zamaya, seven years old, dreadful home situation. What have years and years and years of liberal policies done for that family? Destroyed it. Nothing. 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 Oh, it it harmed that family. Well, it's, it's worse than nothing. And you'll have... What you'll have and what you'll see is that the progressives, who are really regressives, will say of that family, well, because they're black, they're automatically victims. They've been oppressed and on and on and on and on. But for at least 50, 60 years, liberal policies have have governed big city America. What have they accomplished when this kind of behavior is on the increase? What, what have you gained? Well, just in that Zamaya case on the Star Tribune article, as St. Paul Public Schools spokeswoman Erica Wacker... Well, you don't s- comment on pending cases, right? Rick. Yeah. And then, of course, they didn't let the uh, the uh, police investigators talk to anybody. I mean, it's just, who are they protecting there? Well, who do they think they are? I don't I don't understand. And How are they getting away with every, not that's talking every school to district. police investigators? They didn't let them talk to staff. They they gave them their records, but they didn't let them talk to staff. Matthew, that's a nuisance, Matthew. Why should a, they have to deal with you that? You want to take a time out, and then I'll tell you what Biden just announced today or yesterday. I will, but Joe, I first need to remind GLers that it is officially mosquito season. And if you're getting eaten up in your yard, then you need to call my folks at Mosquito Shield. It's owned and operated by a couple of GLers. They're great guys. It's Ray and Mike, a father and son team team, excuse me, that own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. And getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks, you know, ticks have no ambition. That's their expertise. They're not like other pest control companies that, you know, spray for bugs. They just focus on the mosquitoes and ticks only. And they have that proprietary blend that was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. It's used exclusively by the company. You can't go buy this stuff on the shelf. They're going to take great care of you, your family, and your yard. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they stand behind their work. If you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. So here's what you do. Find them online right now, moshield.com, moshield.com. Enter your zip code, and you're going to find them. Or just give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. That's 612-619-1556. 
You mentioned GL, and you are going to get $50 off your service. MoShield.com. Let them know you heard from here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I am going to need another one from you, Rookster. Escape? Escape. How many are left? Rook and Kenny. <laughs> Blow that schnapp. Well, put your fires out. Well, here's Mama. Come here. What time are you going to make it to the game tonight, Joe? Uh, what time do you want me there? No, you have six. Who are we playing? Prior Lake. Oh, the Lakers? Yeah, they uh, they got a nice complex over there for the for the kiddos. Look at the time. Yep. So I mean, it's kind of like, hey, we need to. Hold up my copy. You ready, Rick? Uh, almost. I just have to pull up my copy. <clears throat> Are we taking any time off? This month, sir. I don't know. You know, I'm a very bad planner. I know. And that becomes problematic when I'm dealing with the sales team. Where did she send this? Don't know. Uh, Maria Anderson. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. I am rolling. How about this? Looking forward to 2024. And how about a nice little uh, ride uh, in Croatia? Yeah, on a nice, luxurious 18-cabin motor yacht for seven nights, cruising down the coast of Croatia from Split to Dubrovnik. This is, this is a, I'm going to lead this charge here, and slots are filling up right now with Escape With Us Vacations. I'll give you their website, and I'll give you their phone number shortly, but I am leading a trip. It's next year, July 14th to the 21st, and you can get a wonderful, wonderful preview by going to escapewithusvacations.com, and the trip is listed right there. It's the Adriatic King, and again... 18 cabins. We're cruising up and down. Here's what it includes. Lunch and breakfast daily, a welcome dinner, captain's dinner, seven nights, eight days on the cruise, pool, jacuzzi, sauna, and sun deck, fitness room. Members of the crew, it's also, you get your own personal concierge. Get all the details by going to escapewithusvacations.com. It is the Adriatic King. It's a wonderful ship. You can see it and you can learn all about it, prices, etc. July of next year, 2024. It's a real page-turner, isn't it, Rook? It's a real page-turner. Call 651-788-4338, 651-788-4338, or go to escapewithusvacations.com for more info. Come and sail with the Rook, and let's have one hell of a GL time, brother. <laughs> Mother trucker. What you reading there, Joe? <laughs> I'm reading the National Review. Hmm. What do we got? Yeah. 
I, <clears throat> I'm done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every single female guest that Johnny Carson had on was flirting with him. Would you agree? Oh, you weren't listening, Such? What? Would you agree that every single female guest that Johnny Carson had on was flirting with him? It's just blatant. Yep. He liked Bette Midler. But they're all batting their eyes and putting their hands on his hand. Are you watching Carson right now? I, I Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is some wacky stuff. <laughs> I'm also watching, oh, new movie starting over here, Spencer's Mountain. With uh, Barbara Stanwyck? Uh, I can't um, watch TV in the daytime. It's uh, what about golf? Fonda, I think. Jane Fonda? You watch golf during the day. Uh, well, not anymore. Volcano, that volcano was unbelievable. I'm ready if you guys are. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Stanwyck. It was... Um, Peter Fonda. What's her name? Redhead. Jean Stapleton. Maureen O'Hara. Ken, are you ready? Yeah. We was over north smoking weed. Rolling. You know we do. All right. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushere. Moon Motorsports, well known to have the most exciting showroom in all the region. We all know know it, and if you don't, you really should get there. They have 11 major brands on hand, and the service and parts departments that will help you get the most out of whatever machine you're rolling with. And when you do stop by Moon Motorsports, you're going to find a great lineup of off-road machines and a great lineup of Fox Gear to go with them. Moon has the newest Fox gear in stock right now. They also have a wonderful website, moonmotorsports.com. And one of the first things you notice when you go there uh, is a big banner ad for an upcoming event, Moon's upcoming Kids Day event, featuring the popular Wheelie Wizard stunt team and plenty of games and styles and savings for the family. It's all happening Saturday, June seventh, uh, 17th. They're right there in Monticello. 20 minutes from the Metro on the south side of 94, just west of 25. They are Moon Motorsports, your ATV side-by-side and adventure motorcycle brand leaders. And on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Well, we turn from the National Review to today's news. As soon as I fix this, there we go. The Biden administration is expected to soon finalize regulations restricting which home gas-powered furnaces consumers are able to purchase? Really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Which ones we're going to allow you to purchase? According to experts, according yeah, we know about the experts, the regulations proposed in June of 2022 by the Department of Energy would restrict consumer choice, drive prices higher, and likely have a low impact on greenhouse gas emissions. The agency could finalize the rules targeting residential gas furnaces, which more than 50% of American households uh, rely on. This is a classic example of one size not fitting all. Ben Lieberman, a senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, told Fox News Digital in an interview, every home is different, every homeowner is different, and people are best off having a wide range of choices. They can work with their contractor to make the best decision for their home and their circumstances. 
Stop right there. Ben Lieberman uh, just accidentally stumbled upon it. They don't want every home to be different. They don't want every homeowner to be different. They don't want people having a wide range of choices. Right. And same, same. The efficiency standard would effectively outlaw non-condensing furnaces and condensing alternatives would be the only ones available. Lieberman said those are not more efficient, but they cost more. And installation costs could be a big problem for some houses that are not compatible, compatible with condensing furnaces. I must say I should have looked that up. I don't know what that means. Condensate furnaces um, spew out water that you have to somehow drain um, drain off. Are they mostly in older homes, Kenny? They're mostly in homes. Um, I just replaced a condensate furnace in my shop with uh, one that's now hanging from the ceiling. It's a non-condensate, and uh, boy, it was expensive. Under the, under the proposed regulations, the Department of Energy would require furnaces to achieve an annual fuel utilization efficiency of 95 percent by 2029 meaning manufacturers would only be allowed to sell furnaces that convert at least 95 percent of fuel into heat within six years the current market market standard for residential furnace is 80 percent because of the stringent requirements the regulations would largely take non-condensing gas furnaces which are generally less efficient but cheaper off the market mm. but consumers who replace their non-condensing furnace with a condensing furnace face hefty installation costs i wonder if i got that right huh uh, okay i'm gonna admit i don't know mm. <laughs> There are some really technical reasons why this is such a concerning rule. Richard Meyer, the vice president of energy markets analysis and standards at the American Gas Association, said it has to do with the ability for consumers to be in compliance with the new efficiency standard. They're going to have to, in many cases, install new equipment to exhaust gas out of their home. These higher efficiency units or so-called condensing units a lot of consumers have them in their home, but a lot of consumers don't. So this rule would require additional retrofits for a lot of consumers, and those retrofit fits can be extremely cost prohibitive. What do the Mysterians care? They don't like people, and they don't care that thought, poor people can't afford this. I thought all furnaces, gas, LP, or fuel oil, had to be exhausted outdoor outside, didn't? Don't they? Mine is. Yeah. There's a pipe up there. <clears throat> yeah, other than like small fish house heaters that you don't have to. The American Gas Association, whose members provide natural gas to more than 74 million customers nationwide, filed complaints in opposition of the furnace rules with the DOE last year. The industry group has argued consumers would be better served if the agency allowed the free market to naturally increase product efficiency. What got America to its once great point, we're going the other way now, but what got America to its great point was consumers being better served by the private sector naturally accommodating their needs. Okay. Is there anything not by, in there? 
Anything in there about heat pumps? Yes, in the National Review article. I didn't read those six or seven paragraphs, but he goes through the heat pump situation. Which I believe, and and I'm venturing out on thin ice here, I believe are only available um, to be powered electrically. But you need at least, again, guessing, 200-amp service, from what I've been told. Mm Mm-hmm. Natural gas remains the lowest cost and lowest emissions resource for many consumers. A lot of the policies we're seeing that are designed to restrict natural gas may end up having a counterproductive result that increase costs to consumers and could increase the emissions associated with energy use by those consumers. These people are just constantly windmilling themselves. It's a sad, sad situation. It, to me, this is a. There's nothing improved about this. This is again. Let's get rid of something that works. I'm guessing they're vehemently against um, wood burning. Wood oh bo- God, yes. Boilers. Oh God, that's that not heat even heat water up, and then that goes without saying. Or like yeah. you mentioned earlier, Kenny can you use a gas stove to burn tires. Would that? Would they be okay with that? I think I could burn tires in a wood-burning boiler, could I not? There you go. There you go. Oh, can you imagine the tar? Wow. In December, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm touted that the administration has taken 110 actions on energy efficiency standards in 2022 alone. The Energy Secretary added that the regulations strengthened U.S. leadership in the race towards a clean energy future. Uh, you can't get much cleaner than a gas furnace, folks. I'm sorry, unless you can somehow plug into a, a nuclear plant. According to the current federal unified agenda, a government-wide semi-annual list that highlights regulations agencies plan to propose within the next 12 months, the Biden administration is moving forward with rules impacting dozens more appliances, including pool pumps, battery chargers, ceiling fans, and dehumidifiers. Battery chargers? Mm -hmm. What do they do? Uh, Under the DOE's mission statement, the unified agenda highlights advancing energy efficiency and conservation as one of five central pillars. Broadly, Democrats and environmentalists have argued that electrification, banning natural gas hookups, and implementing strict energy efficiency standards could help accelerate emissions reductions. Uh, this is sad stuff. To me, it strikes me as sad to see it just so, just, just, this is sad. This is a, this is a bleep show. This country is a, a non-serious bleep show. <laughs> and it still won't do anything for the people who have older homes with sketchy insulation and old windows. And it's not going to do anything for the earth. Right. Why don't they help people put insulation in their house or install uh, efficient windows? They don't like people. That way you use less gas to heat your home. This is just dispiriting. It's so dispiriting. These are people, for the most part, for the most part, these people, these activists, environmentalists, bureaucrats, and politicians, are people who have never done anything, by which I mean they haven't made anything, they haven't invented anything, 
They haven't improved anything. And their idea of achievement, what we're witnessing, their idea of achievement is to undo what has been made, found, and invented, replaced with their own intuitions, which are useless. Fantasies. Their own fantasies, because they haven't contributed a thing. You think anybody in the legislature in Minnesota, well, there are exceptions, of course, but do you think in in the DFL activist legislature, do you think there are many people who have ever accomplished anything real? No. No. Yeah, they worked for uh, uh, the government, city government or something, but they're too busy fighting for us. This is why the next election is the most important election we've ever had. Let me go back to that uh, piece in the National Review. In Mm -hmm. 2007, Bush signed a law designed to gradually phase out inefficient incandescent light bulbs. Barack Obama accelerated this phase out. 2019... Trump administration rolled those requirements back, right. but in 2022, Joe Biden reimposed the Obama-era lumens per watt standards. That's why you Republicans have to get your S together you really do. and beat this guy. We have got to unify this party and knock off this, uh, what, what do they call the Republicans in name only? They knock out the rhino versus Trumpsters. We need Versus to the mag, yeah, the get rid of this psychopath Trump, you, you ballish bunch of well, fools see, who honor him. See, Such, I think you saying that is part of the problem. Give okay. me Chris Christie. Let's well, go. Sorry. Give me Chris Christie. No, we need to unify. And it can't be far right. It can't be far left on the right side. We need to unify and get these jackasses out of office and get our lives back. That's why I'm saying get rid of this psychopath Trump. And Trump, the Trumpsters, um, what did you call them? The um, the magas. Yeah, the magas. That's what they say. The same thing about the rhinos. Right. You know, we've got to stop this inner party fighting. Unify and beat these people. Do you realize how heroic a Republican candidate would be just addressing these consumer goods? That's why Trump was so loved. Well, he doesn't know a furnace from his ass, but he had the people around him that realized this is stupid to have incandescent light bulbs. And he did it all over with all sorts of different things. Yes, absolutely. I'm kind of starting to become a big fan of this Tim Scott, the South Carolina Senator. Yeah. I've heard him speak a number of times. It's Christy. Well, everyone's going to have their own. No, I'm telling you who to go oh, for. Got you. Somebody, oh somebody's got to stand up and say, go bleep yourself. You people, do you realize that if you keep voting for the Biden administration, you won't even be able to decide what kind of furnace you're going to have? But the problem with the Democrats is even the moderates get swayed by the wackos. Well, we learned that the hard way in Minnesota when we were kind of astonished to discover that all, even the rural DFLers went march lockstep with the urban fruitcakes. They're so loyal to the Democrats. They don't care. If it's a Democrat, they're voting for them. Only because they come to us. It's gotten Are so you in bad, a hurry? the host lost track of time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, what the hell. Only <laughs> right because today. they come right to us. Today. 
All the way from Fernandina, Fernandina in the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWafties.com, still putting that pink flamingo out on their lawn. Very hopeful. On this day in 1838, Edward Phelan, and it was spelled various ways, uh, was discharged from Fort Snelling, and he staked out a claim in St. Paul near Ryan and Hill Streets. Lake Phelan and Phelan Creek are named for him. Nice. On this day in, uh, oh, there's a lot of them today. Uh, on this day in 1892. Yeah. June 7th, right? Yeah. The Republican National Convention met in Minneapolis and nominated Benjamin Harrison to the office of president. Harrison had defeated Grover Cleveland four years before, but would lose to him in November. Two women from Wyoming attended the convention as alternates. The first female delegates to a national political convention. Nice. On this day in 1902, on this day in 1902, June 7th, the steamer Hadley rammed the whaleback freighter Thomas Wilson near the entry to the Duluth Harbor. The Wilson sunk quickly and nine crew members drowned. Wow. Jeez. Superior never gives up her dead. Oh boy. You would think they could have been saved at the entrance to the harbor on a warm June day. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was cold. On this day in 1921, the Minnesota Cooperative Creameries Association was formed, now known as Land O'Lakes. Land O'Lakes. On this day in 1958, June 7th, Prince Nelson was born in Minneapolis. Yeah, he became known as Prince. Having a big shindig at the airport, I think, for him today. What year? what year was he born? 1958. So what would he be? 60... He'd be 65. 65. Yeah. Wow. On this day in 1987... That'd be June 7th. August Wilson's play Fences won four Tony Awards, including one for Best Play. Born in Pittsburgh, Wilson moved to St. Paul in 1978 and soon began writing his award-winning plays, which chronicled African-American experiences during the 20th century. Okay. Thank you, GLers. Pod him in. Pod him in on your smartphone. Library of podcasts to choose from. Pod MM on your smartphone. YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic. We have a YouTube page. You subscribe to it, it's free. You'll be entertained. Garage Logic Town Council. Found at garagelogic.com. Why are you reading this like you're doing airport announcements at Terminal 2? Your attention, please. The Town Council price is $10 per month or $100 for the entire year. Please, no parking in the white zone. You go to garagelogic.com, sign up. You'll be a member of the town council to hear what we talk about during our break time, which can be heated and also very entertaining and very mean as it was yeah. today. Yes, very. That's garagelogic.com. You're welcome. Ciao. Well, thank you, John. You know, uh, we had the big smoke from Western Forest Fires in 2021. I remember that. And what I noticed about it, or what I finally deduced, Mm -hmm. was that I was picking up this grit on my car 
Well, you'd you'd run that you'd run your hand you're, over paint that nuts. should have been flawless, but it was it was peppered with grit. You know what? That was the smoke. That was the smoke from the that distant fire. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, that's a good, you, uh, good story there. Hey, your car has a grit from a smoke from a distant fire. I have a phrase that I was so enamored with that I wrote it down and I wasn't able to slip it in because I'm just not sure how to use it. I would like you to use it in uh, some upcoming show, Joe. And I wrote it down. It's on a post-it note in front of me, so I'm going to constantly remind you. What is it? I want you to use the phrase, the fallacy of extrapolation. Okay. Fallacy? Of extrapolation. I had to look up fallacy, and I had to look up extrapolation. Well, fallacy just means it isn't true. Isn't true. And extrapolation means... Means a deduction. You're, you're assuming something's true based on the current evidence you have. So the fallacy right. of extrapolation would apply to uh, gas stoves. Yeah. Mr. President, would you please hypothesize on the fallacy of... <laughs> yes, yes. Extrapolation. He could not perform well in the bedroom because he had fallacy. <laughs> he extrapolated his fallacy. Each time he would try to extrapolate, <laughs> it turned out bad. When you looked up um, fallacy, did you have trouble uh, overlooking phallic? Did you get Can I tell there? you something? It's a different Maybe I could spelling. help you with that. A fallacy is spelled with an F, yeah. and phallic <laughs> is spelled with a P. Did you just say P? Ha, ha, ha. I have to take a Potty P. Potty talk is Potty what? talk is naughty talk. <laughs> Joe. You are pathetic. William <laughs> repeated that line a couple of weeks ago. Potty talk is naughty talk? Mm -hmm. Love that. Because he learned it from Uncle Rookie. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm flying. Because if I'm not flying, I'm dying. Yeah, well, make sure you is go that show on everybody one of your, your pieces of flair. <laughs> show, show everybody your medals. I've worn my flair the entire show. Did I tell you that somebody said I looked like I was famous? Today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God. Oh, Where's your I'm I'm the rookie sign? Do you bring that with you? Uh, no, I hang it on my back. <laughs> when I'm walking away, they say I'm the rookie. Asking these questions. <sighs> What'd you drop here, cowboy? Ah! It's probably the rest of that sneeze. What is that? She on the float. I'm ready, Joe. The Biden administration is coming for yep. all your household and outdoor appliances and tools. Okay. <clears throat> Sinkholes. Is that one word? Yeah. Okay. Sinkholes cause climate are caused by climate change. According, do you want to do according to or just that is the sentence? That's the sentence. Word. Uh, the government. The government. Is apparently afraid yep. that we cannot handle yep. any truthful news yep. about UFOs. Is that UFO apostrophe S? Yeah. Or is it, okay. 
Okay. That's enough. Okay. Gas stove. We have a gas stove. Gas or electric? We now have gas. Okay. We have a gas furnace and a gas hot water heater. Do I? And I'll have to change all that. Or go to jail. Right. Go to uh, go to uh, climate change jail. The environmental justice squad will be knocking on your front door. Right. Oh, what a dreadful future I'm seeing with these unkempt teens with clipboards knocking on your door to get to find out what kind of furnace you have. They smell appliances, right? This is, this is, Joe, <laughs> when they knock down your front door, how are you going to come? With your hands on your head or on the trigger of a gun? Trigger of a gun. That's the clash, my friend. Mm-hmm. Guns of Brixton. Great baseline. There was a guy measuring in our neighborhood yesterday from the curb inward towards each property. And I panicked. I thought, oh, sidewalks coming. Christ, here come the sidewalks, which each homeowner would have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And it, we, we literally don't need them. Our, our neighborhood doesn't lead anywhere. You don't walk from our neighborhood to the store. Right. It's very bucolic. Very. So I panicked, and it uh, turns out that the guy was doing some work trying to determine... Uh, he was doing a tree count or something. Tree like, count? Yeah, he was checking trees, for probably for tree equity. That's probably BS. That's probably just what he told you. So I wouldn't go nuts. Right. Well, I didn't talk to him. This is from a... Well, how do you know? From a neighbor. But that neighbor talked to him. Yeah. Does well, the, I guarantee you it's a line of crap. Yeah. Does the county assessor ever come and examine your property no. or your home? no. I got two of these yesterday, or last week, actually. Yeah, I've had them in the past. Um, the Douglas County Assessor's Office and appraiser stopped at your property today, too. There's a bunch of options here, and he's checked the boxes. I have a few questions. Please call and conduct a routine inspection. What right do they have to come onto my property and start snooping around and looking in my buildings, my outbuildings. Because they want to find out ways they could increase the value well, of your property I for property that. tax reasons. I know that, but next time he comes, I'm going to tell him, get a search warrant, get off of my property, and never return. Well, there's probably an ordinance that uh, calls for the legality of that. They get to, you know, they get to do that. The last time this happened, I wasn't living here, but I was working on the other house. We were uh, painting on it, and then he comes rolling in. Boy, you think I'm rude now. You should have seen me then. Oh, my God. I was so mean to that guy. I'm like, yeah, walk around, whatever you want. Jesus. Yeah, and the Can't tr- you see I'm busy? And the truth is that guy is just <clears throat> a, a a small peg in the wheel. He, he can't. He can't save you, you know. But I don't want him going into a, a building that used to be a barn, and now it looks like a barn from the outside, but it's not on the inside, if you know what I'm saying. I think I do. Because, um... Well, they, they want to bill you for that, man. Right, right. 
It's kind of hard to hide the giant overhead door on one <laughs> end. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. And I shouldn't complain because my taxes here are just so light compared to what they were down there. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to see an increase next year. Arrange a time with you to do an interior inspection for an accurate appraisal. Well, one of my houses, it's 1953 in it. The other house, it's 1978 in it. What do you think you're going to find in there? We got a big screen in there. Is that what you're looking for? And a microwave. I, I, when is the last time it's been appraised? Oh, I'm going to guess five years ago. And you've only made improvements to the barn, not the house. Correct. Well, furnace, you know, the standard furnace, AC. Borrow a couple of pigs and put them in the barn when the guy comes. <laughs> Rooting around yeah, next to yeah. the workbench and yeah. toolboxes and hoist. And yeah. <laughs> it used to be a hog house. <laughs> I don't know what to do, man. I don't know what to do, man. It is crazy. Boy, nothing makes me more angry than that, though. <clears throat> well, I... Uh... One of the neighbors who's got his property, a lot of property, and um, he owns a couple of lakes. These lakes are inaccessible to the public. They they can't even see them from the roads. And uh, the assessor went in there. I don't know if he looked on the map or actually went onto the property, but he decided that all of that lake shore was developable. Developable? Really? I don't know if that's a word. So they bumped up his taxes because he thought, you know, at some point this pro this property could be developed. The thing is, he's got this property in a trust, which I believe, well, I could be wrong about the trust, but I thought I was under the impression that it won't be developed. Are the lakes big enough for boating? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. And they're just unused lakes. Well, they're environmental lakes, they're called. You don't want to go swimming in them. They're icky. You'll get the leeches and the bloodsuckers and, you know, the rash. Yeah, you don't want that. Well, yeah, so now any body of water, no matter how remote and gross, according to Douglas County, can be developed at some point. So we're going to raise your taxes there. We're going to push in a mile-long road and power and everything else. You're not impressed that the smoke from the distant fire uh, affects the paint surface of your car. I think we had this discussion a couple of year, years ago, didn't it we? It had to be two years ago then because we had terrible... Uh, two years ago it was worse than this. We talked yeah. about it yeah. at length on the show. We did? Yes. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> we got thunder and lightning and raucous wind last night and not one drop of rain. Pretty we haven't had anything. We really need rain. I know. And I couldn't turn on my sprinklers last night. You want to know why, boys? <clears throat> she didn't want the chalk drawings in the driveway to get washed away. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> we had to do, you know, what's your favorite uh, food and all that crap for last day of school. 
So that was yesterday. Was the boy's last day of school. You know how you solve that, Chris? <laughs> Give those kids a couple of cans of spray paint. <laughs> can't be washed off. <laughs> oh God! Paint your name on mommy's car too while you're at it. <laughs> oh God! William was practicing pitching when I was leaving this morning because Jess is off this week. And I said, "Hey, buddy, move the net over here to this garage door because otherwise you're going to hit mom's truck." No, Dad, I'm really my action's really good. The next one, whap, right off the bumper. <laughs> I said, "Bud, I just told you to move this over." <laughs> well, he jinxed himself, right? Uh, like Randy Johnson, that's right. going off in the stands. Oh, we watched the the one Kenny where he that seagull was destroyed in spring training from just Randy a Jan puff of feathers. <laughs> it's just awesome. Let's watch it again. <laughs> You seen that video, Joe? What? When Would Randy you? Johnson killed the seagull in spring training? No. That's pretty good. Dave Winfield got one in Toronto once. Oh, that's right. I think Peter protested Johnson. I, I remember think, right. I think you're right. He freaked out like he did it on purpose. You know, if you ever try to do that on purpose, it'll never happen. Never. You're buying my alien BS nonsense suits? Yeah, yeah. Give me a real physicist. And give me proof. But I want to know more about it. I I continue to believe this is the year. God, a guy sent me a really neat book. I'm going to have to read this. What is it? It's called... The only way to cross, it's the story of all the ocean liners. Hmm. It's got pictures. Not pictures, it's got pictures. Hmm. My people. Yeah. Kenny, are you seeing any of this Andy No stuff from California? No, I stopped following him. Oh, okay. Antifa and Armenians are fighting in Glendale, California, Joe, because the Armenians oppose, um, what would you say, uh, the LGBTQ stuff in schools. The Antifa does? No, Armeni the, the Armenians do. Oh. Basically, I think it's all pride celebrations and whatnot. So there's a, a reporter that said, breaking, MAGA Republicans. No, no, those are Armenians. Those aren't MAGA Republicans, <clears throat> young lady. Well, that goes with all the reporters. Right. Just assuming everything. Like Such was talking today with the environmental bullshit. Uh, I'm with eight people. Four are chain-smoking. In Turkey, the cigarette packs have pictures of dying babies as a way to deter the practice. Wow. Don't have babies. I'm looking at a picture of the, of the cigarette pack. Oh, God almighty. Oh, that's from... Uh, I got a kid over there. The one you used to have, yeah. Well, he's not a smoker. 
How much do they cost? Maybe you should bring some home. Just reading more details of the merger, it looks like in tournaments, PGA will manage manage holes 1 through 8 and 12 through 18. Liv is just responsible for 9-11. Get it? That is funny. That's a ba-dum-boom. Didn't we do that yesterday? Not that part. This is a little joke that was just sent to me. Get it? Oh, John and I talked about it, and then I used it on the weekly school. That's what it was. Johnny brought it up after the show. Huh. Uh, oh, my goodness. Look at the time. Bye, Town Council. Thanks for all the memories. See you, Ken.